In this episode, Justin and I discuss finding your focus and different types of creativity. Welcome to Colored by Design. This discussion series looks at design topics through a uniquely biased lens. Our hope is to empower a new breed of creative as they enter, mature, and navigate through the business world. I'm Corwin, Senior Global Creative Director. And I'm Jesse, Senior Experience Designer. Let's get into it. Hey man, good to see you again. Hey, how you doing? Oh, excellent, excellent. So, wanted to talk about this particular issue um, as it relates to designers and um, hopefully the goal of this is to maybe give, give you know, those of you that are listening, if this is where you find yourself today in your career decision making or frustration on the job or, mm-hmm. um, you know, what should I do next? Or maybe you're a young designer or kind of changing careers and you're going to go back to school and trying to figure out what I should do next. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think, you know, this, this idea came up of, you know, what should I be focused on? Mm-hmm. You know? Should I focus, and we've talked about this before, should I be focusing on the craft? Should I be focusing on managed people? Should I be focusing on mentoring and training? Should I be focused on new technologies? Mm-hmm. Should I be focused on the business side of it? Should I be focusing on the customers? Should I be focusing on the 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 internals of the business, you know? Mm-hmm. Where do I put my focus? Should I be focused on advertising or marketing or yeah. whatever, you know? And, and um, you know, I kind of wanted to, you know, offer up some suggestions on some things that I had uh, some young folks that came to me and said, hey, I don't know what I should be doing as far as a career. Mm-hmm. And then maybe we could, you know, branch off from there. But I'd love to get your thoughts on, um, you know, what you've seen in, in, in as it relates to your peers and other people that you know uh, in and around the design industry as it relates to trying to figure out where they should point their energies. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that there are so many different disciplines that we've seen even within what it means to be a designer like you spoke briefly on this idea of design ops as a kind of function that's starting to rise up in different places focusing on what it takes for design to scale and be successful in these large organizations oh yeah 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 or uh talking about advertising or or marketing or graphic or product design um and i think each one of those disciplines has uh, a mindset that's most beneficial for taking into that discipline. Good way and, to look at it. Yep. And some are going to be easier to be more successful in than others because some of them more closely relate to, in my mind, the business. And, you know, in as far as we all want to be able to be craftsmen as designers, I think that craft people as designers, um, the reality is that. It seems in most organizations, the better understanding that you have of the business that you serve, the more successful you're going to be. Even if you're yeah. the best craftsperson in the world at type design, if you don't work at a type foundry right. and you work in a product company, that's right. there's a ceiling on where you can take that. That's a very beautiful way to say it. Beautiful way to say it. And I think... That is very, very key. I had a, a good conversation with a very good friend recently, and we kind of started talking about that very thing. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, you know, and, and, and I've said this to other, uh, I have a nephew, he's a photographer, he's really, really good, passionate about it. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, oh, I love design, I love video, I love photography, I don't know what I want to do with my career. I said, well, the first thing I would recommend is identify those things that you really do find 
interesting mm -hmm. and then start doing some very simple research on what kind of job can I have with this particular interest mm -hmm. and then from there after you get those jobs lined out maybe start looking at salaries of mm -hmm. those jobs or you know go do a LinkedIn search for jobs <laughs> with those job titles yeah see what's available see what's in the market maybe try to read a little bit of read up on it learn more watch videos whatever and then if you happen to find one that you think wow that really sounds like it's right up my alley mm -hmm. then you can start outlining kind of you know paths to that career whether it's an education education route college uh, vocation apprenticeship or you can just learn it you know learn it yourself mm -hmm. um, but start to kind of narrow down your focus and of course it can change and it'll you know ebb and flow as you learn more about life and right. see different types of parts of the business and how they run and especially how you as a creative can can flow in, in that world mm -hmm. you know you, your, your desires and interests might change mm -hmm. you know um, and, and so so that that that's one of the things that I really encourage people to do um, but for me personally like I remember when when you know we started out designing for the web and, and web applications and, 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 and apps and all that kind of stuff I personally had to make a decision on whether I was going to be a proper designer mm -hmm. or I was going to be a developer, mm -hmm. right? Because you had, at the early days, designers were building and code, you know, designing and coding. Yep. And you had to make a decision. Am I going to be a designer or am I going to be a, kind of more of a coder? I mean, you could do both, mm -hmm. but you will kind of, you know, you could still do both. I mean, I still code little hand crap junk. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you kind of have to make a decision to really help you go mm -hmm. in such a direction. Yeah. You know, and I think that, you know, as you're out there seeking for what's next, you know, try to find your lane. I mean, we know we talked to you. How, how did you decide which way you were going to go and what, what was of interest to you? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. I think that as you look at the landscape of the positions and types of positions that we see mm -hmm. in the industry in, re in regards to your progression, because that's what we're talking about here. Yeah. Um, you know, if you work in a technology company, and I haven't seen this, so maybe you can correct me, or maybe there's someone out there that has seen this and can speak to it. Um, but, you know, beginner to, to mid-level and even uh, senior level individual contributor, you don't have to manage people. Um, you can be focused on your craft and, and be focused on being part of a team and contributing to that team and working together to build something. Totally. Um, we've seen throughout the industry associate, uh, then, you know, just... Uh, regular mid-level, then senior, uh, and then we've seen lead. Right. Uh, in the in in the days uh, preceding that, we, we're starting to see principal right. as a design position emerge more. Um, and I, then, I have even seen a manager IC mm -hmm. manager that is an individual contributor, mm -hmm. but they have the role of manager. Well, what are they managing? I you know <laughs> I I don't know when the individual told me this was a position that they could choose because mm -hmm. at a certain company. You can choose, well, it's at Google. You mm -hmm. can choose to be either a proper manager and have people underneath you, or you can be a manager level individual contributor yeah. where you kind of have more oversight over different things. Yeah. Um, but it's not quite, you're not quite a product owner. Right. And you don't have really PL responsibilities and you're not quite a overseeing other people's career and supervising mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so it was interesting. I didn't get the full details on it. So for anybody that works at Google in that role, I might have it wrong. Please yeah. clarify. Well, even that's interesting, and in that you have principal, and I think you know, in my organization, we're looking at introducing that as a, as a tier that people could approach. Um, and it, what I'm familiar with is lead designer and director being roughly at the same pay scale, hmm. but um, 
the manager, the director has people management responsibilities. But even beyond that, and at Google they have the fellows, and there's all the different levels of fellows. They're probably the most um, mature in that space. But even at my current organization, we have architects. Mm-hmm. For the in the development organization, you can pr- proceed to be an architect. Mm-hmm. You're, you're you're answering different questions, and I don't I'm not familiar with if there is a people management responsibility with that or not. But it does feel that even when you get to that point, there is a ceiling that you hit unless you're willing to take more ownership of that PNL and and take more ownership either of the PNL or of people, and usually a combination of both, and move over to to being. Um, head of a team, right. a, a director of sorts, or you know, you want to be a VP, you want to be a chief design officer, you have to consider those things when you pick, oh, I'm going to work at a technology corporation. Right. If you work in an ad agency or, you know, and I don't want to speak for that because there's lots of business that has to get done there too. Yep. Um, but if you work mm-hmm. in a tight foundry, you might imagine that it's easier to become uh, the, 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 the head of the design for type. Right. Um, and it, but even in, if you look around, you see head of design. That typically means you're managing. People are d- reporting to you, even mm-hmm. if it's just other directors. Right. Uh, and so if you decide that you want to be an individual contributor your whole career, that's okay. But don't let that, don't say I want to be an individual contributor my whole career, but then be frustrated that you're not getting the love from moving into the, the role that people who are running the business have. Right. And that's a good point. I think, you know, um, and, and again, you have to you have to know thyself. You know, mm-hmm. um, I saw this 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 meme or something that said, you know, I've clawed my way to the middle and I'm perfectly happy here. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? And that's cool, right? I mean, I I always wanted to get into leadership roles primarily because I wanted to. I felt like I could be a voice of reason in the room when decisions were being made, mm-hmm. especially as it related to. At, at the time, design-related decision-making. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I never really had... I mean, early on, obviously, I had strong opinions about, I think it should be this way, I think mm-hmm. it should be that way, you know? Yeah. But it, more and more, as you as you start to see, there's there's 50,000 ways to solve any problem. Mm-hmm. Um, probably only a few that are really the right way. Mm-hmm. But when you're working with a team of people, it's like, I just like being a catalyst to help bring about the best of whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's the best of the team, it's best of this particular project, it's best of this, you know, time that we have or this process or whatever. And I personally wanted to get into leadership, whether it was at the time it was art direction, creative direction, design direction, um, because I just saw a lot of people that didn't necessarily have a strong background in design, mm-hmm. making design related decisions. Right. And it's like, I wouldn't want, you know, somebody that has no you know, practice in medicine, making, you know, health decisions, (laughs) like get somebody in there that knows that part of the business to Mm -hmm. help advise, help guide, help be part of the team that helps make these decisions. Right. Not somebody that can come in there with the iron fist and the big flag saying, you know, we're here to dominate. We've got all the answers. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, kind of here's my tangent or transition. I think that from what I've seen and I, I, I really, we, I think Jesse and I both really desire a little bit more engagement and feedback. So we're going to make these questions really pop. Mm-hmm. You know, I would love to see your experiences with, with how designers conduct themselves in, in organizations, mm-hmm. you know, cause I've, unfortunately I've seen for years that designers are trying to run in and, you know, act like they're you know here to save the day. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a difficult place for everybody to be in because now you're directly saying I'm responsible I can handle it I got all the answers mm-hmm. that's just the wrong I don't know I think it's a tough tough place to be 
Um, but nevertheless, I think that, you know, hopefully um, we can really understand our role and how we can add value, you know, wherever we end up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, designers, we tend to be makers. We tend to be focused on making. And we see in all different organizations, especially at the enterprise level, where there are design languages, for example, people who are on individual teams wanting to solve for the same thing in a different way. Yeah, very um, true. And that's something that happens... And I think, you know, there are some use cases where it's differentiable or defensible and differentiable. Uh, you should have a slightly different execution uh, because you have a slightly different use case or a completely different use case that justifies that different execution. But because we are so often focused on craft, we lose sight of the larger picture, mm. which is consistency throughout the entire organization. Now, uh, now, I see that a lot. Do you, are you also seeing that from where you're at? Yeah. I mean, okay. I think it's a, a, a thing that just happens with designers. You know, we, we want to make things. Right. Um, and so if we feel like, oh, I'm in a role and I'm just pulling from a kit in a library and I'm just, you know, slapping stuff together, maybe I don't feel as invested in it as if I started from scratch. Right. Um, and, you know... You, there are opportunities to start from scratch. Uh, they just aren't typically, they're not as easy to find. I mean, if you want to work so, with a startup, you can start from scratch. Right. And I've been, in those, I've been in those environments like, hey, we have nothing. We need something by the end of the week for a pitch. Like, right. go. Right. And that, it's fun. It's really fun. Right. It's, it's stressful. It's something you work more hours. But yeah. you, get to, you get to actually, you feel like I'm making Right. And you're solving a very visual, visceral, like on the screen problem. Right. But when you're in these larger organizations, oh, like we already have that. Why are you recreating it? Well, that's a that's a great d distinction. Right. I think that, you know, because, again, I don't I don't think that for a second that, uh, you know, I, I think that designers that I've seen and talked to and I've been victim of this and part of this myself. Mm -hmm. Me too. You know, it's like I'm in a place where I'm trying to exact change mm -hmm. and it's not welcome. Mm -hmm. It's not being as well received, no matter what the job description said, no matter what the you know leadership told me to do. It's just not, you know, I feel like I'm just trying to push a boulder uphill and I'm the mm -hmm. only one pushing. Yeah. You know, even though it feels like, you know, other people above me are saying, keep pushing, keep pushing. Mm -hmm. It's like, but I'm pushing my ass off and it's not going anywhere and nobody cares, mm -hmm. you know. So, but, but there are those environments and I think that's a great point. If you desire that, the craft piece or the systems piece or the illustration piece or the problem solving or the research side, definitely those are all necessary and needed skill sets. And you know, you gotta kinda find where you wanna be. Mm -hmm. In these big corporations, and here we are in Dallas, Texas, and Dallas is kind of a, a, a an enterprise financial kind of technology kind of deal happening here. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, and, and then there's, there's a few agencies, mm -hmm. um, there's a really good agency, actually uh, bottle rocket that's here and they do a mm -hmm. lot of really great, um, design work for a lot of different clients. Mm -hmm. I mean, they have like, you know, uh, I think they got like the, the, the Starwood hotel group mm -hmm. and like, you know, Southwest airlines and, you know, I don't know, NBC, you know, I mean, they have a lot of big brands. Project 202 also has an Project 202, another great, great agency. And they do a lot of different types of projects. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's cool. If you want to work for a place like that, that's absolutely awesome. You're probably going to get, you know, have exposure to a lot of different things. 
Um, or you might not. You might get in there and be stuck on Southwest Airlines for five years, <laughs> right? So even though you're at an agency, you might not get all this diversity of different kind mm -hmm. of creative exploration that you might be expecting. So um, sometimes you might. Corporations, obviously, imagine if you went to work for Apple, mm -hmm. you wouldn't be innovating anything. Mm -hmm. You'd be, you know, working in their system and, and incremental improvements to all the great applications and, and products that they have. Um, I think it's a different you know. type of innovation. It's yeah. focused, and I know that, you know, I, I just want to clarify, I believe that you still innovate in large organizations. It's just very incremental and very slow innovation it's uh, and margaret our one of our, our former bosses said when she was talking about a company that's much smaller mm -hmm. uh, than uh where, where we've ended up since um but she said it was like turning a a, a yacht or, or like a oh, battleship a, a battleship yeah yeah you know yeah. aircraft carrier and the maneuverability of that versus right. a little boat it's just very different right. it's moving right it's just moving very it's moving by degrees and you know i feel that i've stumbled into this mindset because my work is so far from visual that i i can't i don't feel any ownership over oh uh, this is my comp or this is my okay. product and i i want it to be this way because it's mm designing a system mm. it's designing a, a system that's divorced from a screen even mm -hmm. so it's like i you know i'm not protective of a specific solution i'm more protective of a process that allows us to get to the right solution right so i you know i'm, I'm not i understand the angst of being stuck totally with a system that you don't like totally oh she um, shucks i do too let, let, let's go back to something you said mm -hmm. you know I, I mentioned innovation you mentioned innovation I think there's two things here. There's for, for designers, I think there's a creativity piece mm -hmm. that we long for mm -hmm. to be creative and express ourselves creatively. And there's also um, you know, this idea of innovation or doing matter work that matters and mm -hmm. iterating on things and incrementally improving it over time. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, and so, you know, just as you're kind of you know, navigating this world, know that they are, it's kind of like when people start talking about God, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? They start talking about God, spirituality, religion, all in the same sentence. It's mm -hmm. like, nah, that's three completely separate things. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So creativity, innovation, uh, you know, uh, what is design, blah, blah, blah. I mean, there, there, there's so many facets of that that you guys got to be careful when you're talking about it all. Mm -hmm. um, but to, you know, the point that, that Margaret had made, and I think others have made it, I think I've heard um, one of our former uh, design leaders talk about, you know, it's a, in, especially in software and product design, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and, but what you said that, that was really interesting that jumped out to me is that you're designing not a comp, not a screen, not a control or a component, but you are designing experiences that are kind of to be, to be utilized across a, large corporate entity mm -hmm. you know i don't know how many people are at your organization but mm -hmm. I'm, I'm gonna imagine it's more than ten thousand people 60 60 000, there you go mm -hmm. and i don't know how many customers you guys serve probably mm -hmm. millions mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's like there's a responsibility there yeah you know and, and when you're designing especially when you get into some of these large organizations i kind of loosely mentioned an apple or whatever but you now have a responsibility that might not be quote unquote glamorous mm -hmm. and it might be you're invited into work in this company because they need people to help solve these problems and use these specific tools 
these very specific ways mm -hmm. with these very specific limitations on these very specific timelines to exact these very specific goals. Mm -hmm. And if you want to join us, that's what we're here to do. Yeah. But don't come in with that, you know, with that uh, description that's been laid out. And then you get in there and get frustrated because you're like, well, I'm not doing anything cool. Yeah. It's like, you know, I mean, you might have to redefine cool for yourself, but. I, I think that's know. a good point. Redefining cool and, and redefining. I think there's always opportunity for really explosive creativity. It just might not be in the area that you want it to be. But if you're if you're open minded enough to find it, I think you can still really get in the pocket and really enjoy it. Um, yeah. I think that's something that happened for me. I from my personal experience, I had experience in this area. And when I was approached about joining the, my, my current organization, I, I said to them, hey, I want to move away from this stuff. I want to go back to visual design, product design. That's what I love to, that's what I loved to do. Mm. Uh, you know, it was fun to be a maker of things and to get yeah. to see it on screen and really get into the weeds of, of the craft aspect of it. And I right. was like, I, I've been working in lucid chart for the past year, <laughs> you know, right. and as the, as with someone has a visual design background, I would really enjoy to get to do visual design stuff again. Right. Um, but as I got into the organization and really started to dig into what was required and where they were trying to go, I realized that the experience that I had that was unique was what they needed. They That's have, right. you know, a couple hundred designers who are really competent in building, you know, um, these visual components or visual experiences. But not many people have the specific experience that I have. And that's the real value that I can add to this organization. That's good. And so by embracing that, understanding that, hey, and my, my actually my, my word for the year last year was value. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, said, I said a word at the beginning of the year every year, something that I kind of wanted to um, uh, gravitate towards and, and keep at the forefront of my mind. That's cool. And, you know, my, my thought was I want to provide value That's to my, my new employer, Where, whatever that means, wherever that is. If I'm valuable, then, you know, things are going to go well for me. That's and good. so I, I like think that. that as we, and I think that's something that we can all kind of embrace as design, how, where are we bringing value in these conversations? And it might be by getting to redesign the whole mobile app. True. But it might be something much less glamorous than that, like making sure that we're in compliance with federal oh regulations. Absolutely. Uh, and especially with these large organizations, as the tech industry matures and there's been this tech lash against, you know, the big companies, yep. you know, we've seen legislators try to start in introducing legislation right. and regulation to rein uh, some of the power of these companies in. And so, you know, designers now are having to grasp what it means to be working in a federally regulated industry yep uh, and so that comes with a whole different set of responsibilities and, and priorities and it's not, it's not glamorous but it's very valuable uh, to the business so if we can enter these organizations with an open mindset and say I have a toolbox I got a lot of tools in there which which do you need for me Right. Well, what's good about what you just said also is, you know, working in, in organizations, you know, I challenge all of us to really think about who do you work for, whether it's a, whether it's a, a specific client at this point in time, or it is your company, or, you know, um, or what, what the ultimate goal is of whatever you're being brought in to contribute to. 
and really ask yourself, what is their core business goal objective? Mm -hmm. And I love your word of the year. How can I add value? As a designer, you said something about being in compliance. Mm -hmm. I know that you know at, at our company we can't win certain business because if our products aren't you know up to a certain level of compliance and accessibility guidelines or accessibility requirements we we can't get the business mm -hmm. we won't even be considered and so when i heard that it lit a fire in me and i said mm, let's make sure that our component library is updated so at least on our side what we contribute can be compliant in that regard. Mm -hmm. So you have to hear these things and say, what business is my company in? Is my company in the making cool apps business? Mm -hmm. No, our company is in the business of getting these particular RFP responses out and, and agreed upon with organizations that require this level of regulation. Mm -hmm. That's what our business is about. Yeah. You know, and, and as designers, you have to lift your head up to be able to say, Okay, what am I supposed to be doing here? What's the ultimate goal? Great. And then when you put your head back down, sure, you can make whatever you're working on awesome, mm -hmm. but it still needs to hit the overall business objective that everybody else in the company is working towards, mm -hmm. from the support team to the sales team to the VPs to the, you know, to the, to the you name it. Everybody else is working towards that goal. Mm -hmm. Design can't be the only special snowflake pod in the building that's not working towards that goal, mm -hmm. you know? Yep. Yeah. I always enjoy our discussion. That's it? We don't have any more? No, that's a good one. That's a good one. I like your word of the year, value. And next time, let's talk about how we can actually make sure you get real value in the form of tangible cash, payments, benefits, and all that jazz. I really want to be able to share some of the insights on, on the money side of this business. Yeah, that sounds great. Cool. All right. Thanks for listening. To stay up to date with all things colored by design. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor.fm. Absolutely. And we do look forward to hearing from you. So please leave us a question or comment on your platform of choice. And we will talk to you next time.